This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3645, for Friday, the 22nd of July, 2022. Today's show is entitled, How to Set Up a Small Linux Wireguard VPN. It is part of the series Networking. It is hosted by Jerome Baton. It carries a clean flag. The summary is I set up a small VPN and wrote a blog post about it. This is just an audio recording of that. Hello people from HPR. This is Jerome Batten again. The second podcast I'm recording since a long, long time. Um, and this one is about uh, setting up uh, a VPN. And um, probably, you know, the, the solutions that are available. OpenVPN, you know, it's it's famous. It's been here uh, a very long time. It's it's uh, There's a lot that you can do with it. It's stable, it's mature, uh, it's fancy, and it's, well, probably complicated. Uh, and that's where I started to hesitate because, well, you know, like most IT guys, I like to automate stuff because I'm lazy. So, drilling it down, basically, I am lazy. Um, But um, I did have the need for a VPN. Uh, Why? Because I live in the Netherlands and I have recently acquired a very small farm in in rural France. So, um, and there I... Uh, I put a Raspberry Pi in there with uh, to the GPO port a thermometer uh, or thermal sensor Um, and I'm monitoring the the, the in-house temperature with uh, my my Zabbix instance and that all worked I used a proxy Zabbix proxy on one of my cloud servers but you know from time to time you like to be able to log in directly on the remote Pi located in France when you're not there. Um, so people kept on telling me, I kept on reading that uh, WireGuard is so easy. I thought, well, let's give it a try. So what are my needs? Well, I have two remote systems and I want to be able to connect to them both. Both systems are behind a standard NAT firewall, you know, like a home router. And I want to be able to copy files between them easily. I'm not a VPN or network with, but know my way around IP addresses. I know that besides WireGuard, there are more options like OpenVPN, but I prefer an easy setup with enough security. So I got hacking the other day and I found a few small pitfalls in WireGuard. And I'd like to explain them to you. So to help others setting this up, I decided to write a small the complete guide to setting up a multi-peer WireGuard VPN network, and it's on my blog. So the link is in the show notes, of course. And basically, I'm I'm lazy, so I'm reading my own blog. Um, but you know, maybe you don't have the time to read the blog, and maybe you're in your car and want to listen to a HBR podcast. So I thought, well, let's let's convert this text into audio. So basically, I'm a very heavy um, and old. Uh, uh, text-to-speech uh, synthesizer. Oh, so anyway, getting started is the easy part. Eh? There are enough guides on the internet by now on how to get some initial setup. The thing is, after following those directions, you are probably only halfway there. There are two pitfalls that I will discuss. Anyway, let's get started. 
First, you take a piece of paper and you draw the network you want to set up. Draw all the hosts and assign them all a unique IP address in a new network that you are not already using. So, in my case, I chose 10.10.1.0/24. That means that my network is 10.10.1 and the last digit is for each system's IP address. Since both systems are behind a firewall, this means I cannot access them from the outside world. That's my security decision. This also means I need to have at least one system in my network that is accessible from the outside world. For this I chose to instantiate a very cheap cloud virtual machine at some supplier. This will be my VPN-router-VM system. So my VPN router system. And let's call it like that. All it will do is route all traffic within my 10.10.1.0/24 VPN network. Of course, it has a public IP address that's visible to the outside world. Now that I have decided on all the above, I can assign IP addresses to my two systems. It makes common sense to assign 10.10.1.1 to my VPN router VM, and this also means my other nodes will be 10.10.1.2 and 10.10.1.3. I instantiate the VPN router VM and chose Ubuntu 20.04 for the US. I do an update and upgrade to make sure I'm using the latest patches. I install the UFW firewall tool and make it only accessible over SSH from my home server IP address. No need for script kiddies to do dictionary attacks, right? And I'm too lazy to set up fill to band because, well, why would I? Um, if anything ever goes wrong, the VPN has a terminal access uh, in my management console. So that one works as well. So I do an apt install UFW. I do, said, do a deny of default, de default deny incoming, a default allow outgoing, and allow from my home IP address to any port 22, 22 proto, TCP, and, and even write a comment SSH access from home. Since this VPN router VM needs to be accessible from the outside world, the default port for WireGuard is 41194. And one of my systems does not have a fixed IP address, I need to allow all WireGuard traffic. So I say UFW allow 41194 slash UDP. Mark to yourself, WireGuard does its traffic over UDP. Anyway, now... All, on all our systems, we are going to do exactly the same commands to install WireGuard, make a configuration directory, generate a private key, and based on this private key, make a public key. So any system that connects with a public key is checked whether or not this public key is based on our hidden private key before it is allowed access. So I do apt install WireGuard. It also makes a directory slash etc slash WireGuard. If it doesn't, make one. Um, put the rights to 0700 and you do wg, that's the wireguard command, wg gen key pipe t private key pipe wg pub key uh, larger than sign public key. Then you do, can do a cat of the private key and a cat of the public key. Then you have two keys on one system. So you do this on all your systems. Now, all our systems will get a new network interface with the name WG0. That's the default. You can also make another interface, but you know that's the WireGuard default for the first uh, uh, for your first VPN. So I'm just going with that. 
So we need to create a wg0.conf file in every etc wireguard directory. We will start with a skeleton configuration. Yeah, you will add stuff to this later and for good reason for our VPN router VM system. Note that in our interface definition we use slash 24 because we define our VPN network here. So there's a config file that defines the interface uh, of the uh, private IP address of the VPN router VM. It defines the port it listens on. Listen port is equals 41194. It defines the private key. That's a string. It uh, uh, And then you enter your first peer section. Um, and you say the public key of that peer is... And you give the public key of one of your peers. And you say also next to the, the next line to the public key for that peer is allowed IPs. Um, oh no, I'm wrong. The peer section is okay. That's my public key on on the uh, VPN router VM. And then I say allowed IPs 10.10.1.2/23. Um, that that's what I do on my first remote node. Uh, no, no, that's not right. That's what I do on my VPN router VM. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So on my first remote node, I also create a wg0.com file but with slightly different contents. So I define the interface, uh, the private key of that system, the address that that system should have in the VPN network, a peer definition with the public key. I set the allowed IPs to 10.10.1.0 24. And I say the endpoint is the public IP address of my VPN uh, router VM port 41194. And I also say on my peer, persistent keep alive is 15. So that means that every system that's behind a net firewall will periodically send out uh, a message to the router VM. Look, I'm still alive, uh, just so that you know it. Now, one thing to note in the text above is the last line. Since the system is behind a net firewall, like I just explained, um, it's not accessible from the outside world. I like it that way out of security reasons, but it also means that this node has to ping the VPN server from time to time. Okay, all that is left now is to start WireGuard on the VPN router VM and on my first peer. So I do a system control enable. We wg-quick at wg0. I do a system control start, wg-quick at wg0 and I do a system control status wg-quick at wg0 and the status then should well you know probably say okay I'm active and uh, and there is a, a little bit of logging that says yeah the connection is up now assuming they are active and working properly on both systems you should now be able to ping one another uh, yeah um that works, so that's nice. Unfortunately, you're not nearly done yet, sorry. 
to add a second system to your router VPN setup by adding another peer section to the wg0.com file on the VPN router VM and configure the second remote system like you did before, taking care of course of the other's peer's private key. If, if all goes according to plan, then that server is capable of pinging your VPN router VM. Again, we're happy. Now try to ping one of the remote systems from the other remote system. I'm guessing it doesn't work. That's a bummer, but can easily be fixed. The thing is that usually a default Linux system does not automatically do forward of IP packets. So to enable IP forwarding, you need two commands. Uh, you put uh, you can do a cat of slash proc slash sys slash net slash ipv4 slash ip underscore forward. I'm basing my network on IP4 network. Okay, sue me. Should be six, of course, by now. But uh, like I said earlier, I'm lazy. System control dash w net dot ip4 dot ip underscore forward equals one. And that stores the setting in the startup conf file. And I also do an echo of one larger than, larger than site slash proc slash sys slash net slash ipv4 slash ip underscore forward so it also is immediately active on my running system so can you now ping the remote system from the other remote system yes you can again we're happy uh, so surely you can now also ssh into a remote system from the other remote systems and again bummer you can't Something is prohibiting access to the SSH port from the remote system. What can it be? Well, the firewall on the VPN router VM system, of course. So you add a few lines to the wg0.conf on the VPN, VPN router VM to enable traffic to all ports in the VPN network. All credits of this to a user DDDMA on Reddit. By the way, I didn't think of this myself. Your wg0.com file on the VPN router VM will now look like the following. And you have uh, extra lines post up equals IP tables dash A, etc, etc, etc. I'm not going to, to tell you because you can't remember it if I'm done. And the same goes for a post down command. So every connection, then it makes a hole in the firewall. And if the connection goes down, it stops it. So that's basically what it does. Uh, don't forget to do system control restart wg-quick at wg0 when you change the config file. Anyway, that's it. You're done. Enjoy. I hope you enjoyed this complete guide to setting up a multi-peer WireGuard VPN network. No likes needed. Have a nice day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.